Welcome to Niner Sports Talk. I'm your host, Sam Perry. Thank you for listening. Big news this past week. Wednesday was National Signing Day for college football. Women's basketball had a big win on Monday. And men's basketball, they lost this past week, but they had a very good challenge that should prove dividends moving forward. But um, I'll recap all of that. I'll have some words from the coaches from their press conferences this past week, as well as we'll look at some professional sports across the state and how they're doing. Looking back at some national sports events over the past week as well. So getting into Charlotte football, last week we talked about some of the talented players that had committed to come play for Charlotte from the transfer portal. Well, this past Wednesday, National Signing Day, a lot of those guys have officially signed their letters of intent to be a part of Charlotte football in 2024. The recruiting class as a whole is coming together really nicely for Coach Poji. And when you focus on the transfer recruiting class, they currently are ranked as the group of five's best transfer recruiting class in the nation. It's a lot to be excited there for Niner Nation as the roster really takes shape as they lead into the spring game, where you can really see how the roster is going to shake out, the depth charts, how it's looking. Then looking at Charlotte's men's basketball, they traveled to Richmond this past week to take on the Richmond Spiders. Very hostile crowd in that arena. 49ers ultimately lost that game 64-56. to But there's a lot of positives you can take away from that. A, that experience against a very hostile crowd like they faced the week before in Duke, that's going to prove dividends moving forward when you have to go into these new conference opponents who, like Memphis, they just lit up Virginia last night. That's a tough opponent. You're going to have to go to their their territory. You're going to deal with some tough crowds. So the more experience you can get with that out-of-conference schedule, the better off you'll be. So this should pay dividends moving forward. In that game, 49ers offense kind of was struggling. They didn't have any issues finding good shots and open shots. They had 30 open shots they'd created in that game. Ultimately, they only hit 10 of those. So they need to really find a way to mesh together better and get that rhythm offensively. So they start knocking down more of those open shots because that's where you can really – you might not be able to win a game based on that, but those are where you can lose games if you're not hitting those open shots when you get them. But this upcoming Friday, they will take on Greensboro College and Halton Arena, getting to return back home at 1 o'clock. This should make for a good game for the team to recover and figure some stuff out about themselves as they look into the Christmas break this weekend before they gear up for another road trip for their last out-of-conference game for next week. Coach Fern talks about returning home to Halton Arena and what he's noticed from the team this year, so here's what he had to say on that. Oh, look, I think it's always important to have that mix, obviously, to play on the road and, and um, at home. Obviously, the road games that we've, you know, the last road game we had at Richmond was, you know, a pretty solid crowd against a really good team. Back, back in front of our fans and, and uh, just finding ways to improve. Um, you know, you obviously need to play well at home to really set yourself up during the season. And, and you know, we've done a, a pretty good job so far. Another opportunity to work on some things, Friday. Yeah, I guess moving into the American Conference is obviously going to be uh, a step up. You know, I, I know we, you know, we played Duke a couple of weeks ago, and um, I think there are a couple of teams in our league that are really good too, really good. You know, FAU, Memphis, and there are a number of other teams that are, are really, really talented. So, you know, a little bit back to here, you know, just before, like I think that that challenge of going on the road and into some difficult environments. Um, you want to do that, you need to do that. Um, I'm not sure we we really did that last year. 
know we're going to have to go to some really difficult environments coming to the American Conference, and the guys have got to the guys have got to feel that um, hostility that you get when you travel. Understand the focus and discipline and concentration and, and energy and just that competitive spirit that you need when you're on the road. And uh, you know, I know the last couple of road games haven't gone our way, but there's definitely been good fight and, you know, and, and competitiveness. And, and uh, I'm really proud of the guys for that. Um, to be good, you know, your defense needs to travel. You know, and your fight needs to travel. And that's been there. Um, the results haven't been uh, what we wanted, but if we can c continue to clean up some things and connect a little bit better and, and grow as the season goes on, because you know we've got a lot of new guys to the group, it takes a little bit of time. Um, you know, we can obviously we obviously need to take that into the American Conference, and um, you know, because it's obviously going to be a super competitive league. I mean, for me, as the you know, taking over the program this year. You know, obviously I've been an assistant here for five years. Um, you know, I was a head coach obviously for nine before that. So um, it's, you know, coaching professional basketball is different than college basketball. It just is what it is. Um, but the game is what it is. Obviously have a philosophy on how I want, like my teams to play and um, have, had, have had success doing it that way. It's just, you know, you're, you're dealing with younger guys that are trying to still figure it out and, and, and grow as they go. And, uh, but I'm no different than any other player, right? Um, players that, that are 18 to 23-year-old, 24-year-old, to guys that are 35 years old, like, they're still trying to grow and, and reach their potential, and, and, and I'm the same as a coach. Like, I'm always learning and growing and, and um, trying to clean up things and and, um, and just continue to get better as a coach as you go through this thing. So, um, you know, we're, we're all in this together and we're all trying to grow, So, um, and I'm no different. So um, I've really enjoyed it so far, and uh, the guys have been great. Obviously, I really challenge them mentally, physically, emotionally. I say it all the time to these guys, and um, that's what it's about. And, um, you're obviously trying to grow to to peak at the right time, which is the end of the year. Then the other team that calls Halton Arena home, Shards Women's Basketball, and they played a great second half this past Monday, which helped them secure a 65-60 to win over Charleston Southern. That game was really difficult for them. In the second quarter, it's hard to say what really happened. They had a lot of defensive lapses, which is not really typical of them. They gave up 30 points in that quarter alone. Whatever Coach Consuegas said at halftime really worked out because the team only surrendered 18 total points in the second half. So they were able to bounce back and pull out a 65-60 win, which really shows the resilience of the team and not giving up on each other. Coach Consuegas talks about she really needs to show the team she has confidence in them because she does. She just needs to make sure they know that. And if she has confidence in them, they'll have confidence in each other. And it should really pave the way for them to be more successful moving forward. Part of the reason they went down so much was Tracy Houston got into foul trouble. We talked about that. She's a real key asset to the team, especially on the inside. So when she gets into foul trouble, it's a little difficult for the team. 
So she was limited to 20 minutes in that game, which definitely played a factor in the why they had to have such a monumental comeback. The team found a way to overcome that and pull away with the victory. This Thursday, they take on in-city rival Davidson. They haven't beat Davidson in the last two years. This is Davidson's best team. They've had since Coach Consuegra's there. So she talks about what she wants to see from that game and what she's seen from the team so far this season in her press conference this past week. Yeah, I mean, again, I think that's a sign of a great team. I mean, the game of basketball, what makes it so beautiful is it's so hard and it's so different. And, you know, you have to go and you have to play the game. You have to play to win it. And, um, you know, yesterday we were not at our best, but we found a way. And I think, you know, the one thing for us is typically is we can hang our hat on our defense. I mean, obviously, <laughs> throw the second quarter out yesterday, I Pretty sure on the sideline, I said, "What are we doing?" About ten times <laughs> uh, because I, I don't know. We lost our mind for about ten minutes. But typically for us, we know we have a, a, a chance to win games because of the way that we can defend. And quite frankly, that won us the game last night because I think we held them to eight points in the third quarter. They finished with ten in the fourth quarter, but we gave them two baskets at the end because we didn't want to foul when we had that lead. So, um, you know, I think. What I love about this team is regardless of how our offense is going, we know we can get stops when we need it. It's a great rivalry. I mean, this is what basketball is about, playing these types of games. Um, and we have a, I have a lot of respect for Davidson. Uh, I've known their coach a really long time. I think she does a good job. This is the best team that they've had since I've been in Charlotte. Um, but they're very different from us. I mean, they are very veteran. They have kids that have been playing together for a long time. And then they've added in some pieces that have worked really well with their with their chemistry and what they do. Whereas, you know, we're still learning and growing and trying to figure out. So we're just two teams in two very different places right now. Um, that isn't that isn't a bad thing. It's just what it is. Um, but you know, what I do know is this game is a lot of fun to play, and um, we have been disappointed with our performance the last two years. Uh, certainly, Davidson played well, but we you know, didn't do the things that we needed to do to put ourselves in a position to win this game. And I think that's the bottom line. Like, win or lose on Thursday, obviously we're coming out to do everything we can to win, but win or lose, we won't play well. You know, and you want to walk out of that game and say, all right, we gave our best because the result's going to take care of itself. But we need to focus on, you know, obviously it's a rivalry. Obviously it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking forward to it. But we need to focus the majority on, like, what we need to do at Charlotte, what Charlotte needs to do to play our very best because – they're very good, and we need to play our very best. Then looking at the professional sports and across the state and the city, focus first on Charlotte FC and talked about their new most recent coaching hire, Coach Dean Smith. Well, Tuesday, December 19th, Major League Soccer had their super draft, and Charlotte FC added four new young players to their team. They made a trade for the 14th overall pick where they selected Tiger Smalls from Loyola Marymount University. He's a 6-1 forward. He scored seven goals in 20 matches this past season. He can provide some really goal-scoring contributions to the team. Should be very beneficial to the future of the very young team that Charlotte's building here. Then with a 38th overall pick, they stayed somewhat local, taking a Wake Forest defender in Jelani Forbes with the 38th pick. He had a very successful career with the Demon Deacons this past season. He was all ACC second team. The year before that, he was all ACC third team. He played 66 matches in his four year career at Wake Forest. 
he even showed he's not just a defender. He has some offensive capabilities with eight goals and 17 assists. So he should be able to mesh well with this team. And three picks later at pick 41, they added Jacob Babalai from Portland, who in three seasons with Portland scored 26 goals with eight assists. That's, a, in my opinion, a very good offensive threat that the team could use. Help them maybe put away some more goals. Should be helpful in the future. Then with their final pick, pick 70, they drafted a youngster, 19-year-old Nathan Richmond from the Clemson Tigers. He only played two seasons. He's younger than me. It makes me feel old. He had six goals and seven assists in two seasons. He's a midfielder, very talented, could be a cornerstone building block piece for the future for Charlotte FC. Also this past week for Charlotte FC, Coach Dean Smith had his introductory press conference. He made it very clear to media that his goal is to bring the MLS championship to Charlotte, and he plans to make sure he instills that into his players from day one and every day moving forward. It's a lot to be excited for every Charlotte FC fan. Looks like they made the right coaching hire. Looks like a very successful draft. See how the roster shakes up before the season. A lot to be excited for for the Queen City. Then going to a different part of the state in Raleigh, where the Carolina Hurricanes play. They're a team that came to this season with very lofty expectations. They're supposed to be competing for the Stanley Cup. Of course, like I feel like we talk about with a lot of teams in the state, injuries kind of proved costly to that. Had a shaky start. Star players, Andre Svechnikov, he was delayed in starting his season. Sebastian Ajo suffered some bumps and bruises, missing some games. Then their goaltender, Frederick Anderson, was also out. So makes sense they had a shaky start. Anderson is still out, but Ajo and Svechnikov seem to be healthy and playing again. They had a monumental win on Tuesday night, defeating the defending Stanley Cup champs. The Las Vegas Golden Knights 6-3. Svechnikov's back. Ajo's back. The team seems to have gotten back on track moving forward, progressing really well. Currently sit at 17-12-3. So even when they had their little shaky start, still have a winning record. They should make a good push the rest of the season. Should rally well together. I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe make a trade for another goaltender because Anderson out. It's tough with what they, their situation there. Especially with a team with this high expectations, you don't want to put too much pressure on a young goaltender. But a lot to be excited for if you're a Hurricanes fan, as the NHL season is well underway. Then looking at our minor league affiliate in hockey, the Charlotte Checkers, this past week, since we last talked to Kendall Smith from them. They have won one game, winning at 3-0, and but they had two overtime losses, which those are just devastating, but means they're staying in games. Not losing by much at all. Slots to be excited about there as they host the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this Thursday and Friday. So the Checkers got a lot to be excited for. Always a good time to go to one of their games if you haven't been out there and you got nothing to do during this holiday break. Be a fun time. Then we look at the Charlotte Hornets. Not on a very positive note this past week. They've lost... Three games since our last episode by an average of 24 points. Of course, that was drastically inflated by a massive 135-82 to 82 loss to the 76ers. In that game, they allowed Philadelphia to score 73 points in the first half alone. In Charlotte, on their four quarters of play, only scored nine more than that. 
not a good game for the team. Team's been plagued with injuries. We talked about that all year, but it seems to have gotten worse every day. Just seems like a player's going down. It was PJ Washington, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges wasn't allowed into Canada to play against Toronto. A lot of factors here with his teams, but they're going through a rut. And hopefully, for the team, they can get healthy and get back to that talent. They have all the talent in the world on this team. They just need to be able to stay healthy so they can play together and play well. Hopefully, we'll see that happen soon. It's been a rough stretch for Hornets fans. I think they deserve it. They need to get their star point guard, LaMelo Ball, back. They need to get all these guys healthy and play well. Or if, if they can't play well together, they got to figure out what is causing all these injuries and what they can do to move forward and make this team successful in the Queen City. Before we get into the Panthers and NFL, take a look at Major League Baseball, how the free agency market's going right now. Seems like the National League West is just dominating the big-time moves this offseason. San Francisco Giants signed 2022 KBO MVP Jung-Hoo Lee to a six-year, $113 million contract. He should boost their offensive production. He's also highly touted as a good defender in the outfield. So it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to the Major League play, see what he can do for the San Francisco Giants, who are going to be trying to catch their rivals, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, of course, we already talked about their Otani deal, but they've made another deal since then. They traded for all-star starting pitcher Tyler Glass now, and they signed him to a four-year extension to keep him in on the roster for another five seasons. So a lot to be excited for if you're a Dodger fan or just a National League West fan in general. Dodgers have dominated the division wins, but there have been some really good teams the Diamondbacks made the World Series last year. Giants seem to always find a way to do the most out of nothing. So when they have a star player like Jung Hoo Lee, see how he does, see what they can get out of him. Interesting to see moving forward how those rivalries shape up. With Otani officially signing Major League Baseball's hot stove is officially starting to really heat up. And the rest of the free agency dominoes are starting to fall, which normally we see that happen closer to the winter meetings, but... Otani not signing until after that kind of delayed that. Interesting to see how these rosters shape up when these guys end up. This past weekend, the Carolina Panthers pulled out the victory over the Atlanta Falcons in very dramatic weather, a lot of rain, a lot of wind, not the best playing conditions, but they secured a 9-7 to win for their second win of the season. Panthers won that game on a last-second field goal. Defense played really well. It was kind of nice to see them really step it up for the team. Bryce Young, I think for the first time all season, we really say he played mistake-free football. Wasn't the most gaudy stat line. Of course, that weather, you're not expecting it to be. But he didn't have turnovers. Something we've been chirping on him about all season has been the turnover problem. He kept the ball. He made sure he gave his team chances. And ultimately, it worked out for him. Team also decided with the weather, they were going to feed Chuba Hubbard. It worked out really well. 22 carries for 87 yards in the game. He's a very stabilizing presence for the offense in that rain-soaked atmosphere. So lots of life in that game. Of course, it was just a win over the Falcons, but team needed the win. The city needed that win. But next up, they host the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love and the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers team coming to town. Interesting to see how that game shapes up for the Panthers, trying to build something for Bryce Young, make sure he keeps progressing moving forward. 
But then as we look around the NFL, last week my pick for for game of the week was the Bills and Cowboys. Sorry, I didn't live up to the hype. The Bills really dismantled the Cowboys 31-10. to large part, they had a very stellar defensive performance. James Cook led the offense with 221 all-purpose yards. That was a scary Buffalo team when your star players, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, can be secondary options, and that defense is playing that well. They're a very scary team that you don't want to be playing this time of year. It's interesting to see how that division race with the Dolphins shapes up, especially with the Dolphins taking on the Cowboys this weekend. Two teams that are trying to prove something. The Dolphins haven't had the wins against those really top-tier teams. Cowboys haven't got the wins on the road. Maybe they can prove something to themselves this weekend and get the win. But my pick for game of the week this weekend is going to be the Ravens and 49ers. Both teams have been playing really great football this season. They both sit atop the, their respective conferences and seating. So on Christmas night, 8-15, where else do you want to be? Sit with your family, watch the game. Should make for great entertainment. You revamped Lamar Jackson offense in Baltimore. Very fun to watch, very dangerous. And then Christian McCaffrey, he's been playing almost inhuman this year. Him and the 49ers offense have been really potent this year. A lot to like for that Christmas night matchup. Should be really fun to see. But that's all I got for you guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great Christmas weekend. If you don't celebrate Christmas, hope you have a great holidays. And then our next episode, we're going to be doing the top 10 moments from Charlotte Athletics this calendar year. It's a lot to be excited for, a lot to talk about on that. Once again, thanks for listening, guys, and hope you have a great holiday break.